2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon
3: prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board with us. Phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle DP dpshow. I think we found a poll question. McLovin?
2: Yeah, who will end up having the better career, Rob Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey? It's actually really close to 50-50 right now, like 53% Gronk.
3: Well, I think if you factor in being famous, Gronk is famous. Travis Kelsey is great. I don't know. I mean, he's continuing that, that success. Gronk's at the end. I know he's talked about maybe playing one more year. Travis Kelsey has a chance to put up better numbers than Gronk and also have success on a big stage. And he's got a great personality. It's just Gronk is famous and you know all demographics there. And that may factor in a little bit more when people look back on Gronk's career,
2: but Kelsey may put up bigger numbers and maybe winning more Super Bowls than Gronk. Yeah, uh, McClellan. I got to go system here, though. Like Kelsey's in that offense, and so it's hard to determine what he would be like. Tight end is very system specific. Like Jimmy Graham went from like the best tight end to nothing because he went to an offense that didn't use the tight end. Like Kelsey, I don't know. How do you separate? The fact that he's got Mahomes throwing to him and and Tyreek Hill getting double coverage.
3: Okay, but if you play tight end in Kansas City's offense, I don't necessarily throw you the ball all the time. But if you're really good in Kansas City's offense and you play tight end, then I'm going to throw you the ball. Like what came first? Hey, you're the tight end. You're going to get the ball. No, he's really good. Let's get him the ball. Oh, he plays tight end. And, you know, like Gronk is really good. The Patriots used the tight end position, but they used it differently than anybody else did. They were using it to beat you downfield because they had athletic tight ends with uh, Hernandez and Gronk. Travis Kelsey has just sort of picked up the baton and that's who he is. If he's in another offense, Travis Kelsey is still great. Now, is he going to be playing in Super Bowls? Probably not, but it, You know, what he does for Kansas City, you know it's coming and you still can't stop it. That's the mark of greatness.
4: Yeah, Paul. And going back to Travis Kelsey with the Alex Smith days, he's getting 67 catches, 72 catches, 81 catches. The past three years with Mahomes, 103, 97, 105.
3: But you're throwing the ball more with Patrick Mahomes. Therefore, you're going to have more receptions. You know, that's just their offense. That's who they are. With Alex Smith, they weren't. They were a little bit more, con, a lot more conservative. Now
2: they're not. Yes, McLovin. I, you know, who I'm going to put on the list? How about Kyle Pitts coming out of Florida? The, that is, I've never seen a more hyped. Is he a, a tight end or a wide receiver though? That's the confusing part to me. I think it's the same. You know,
3: this hybrid that you have. That you're of that size, you're normally a tight end. It's like you know, with the NBA you have a seven footer playing on the perimeter and you're like, you're not supposed to be on the perimeter, but you play on the perimeter because you're good on the perimeter. You're, you're seven feet. You got a handle. You can shoot the three. I, I think that's why all the lines are blurred when it comes to position. Sometimes I, like, who is, who's the nose tackle? Uh, like is Aaron Donald a no Remember when we used to go, well, he's a great nose tackle. Aaron Donald, just a great defensive lineman. I, I don't know what he is. I just know that he's great. Basketball. Uh, who's the two guard? Who's the who's the three? Who's the small forward? Who's the... No. I mean,
2: Kevin Durant doesn't have a position. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, McClough. But the media still holds on to it. I remember James Wiseman was covered like a seven-foot center. I don't know if that's who you're talking about. He doesn't play like that at all. And I was fooled as I've never saw him. I'm like, oh, they're just getting a big, stiff center in Golden State. And he's a no, perimeter guy. No, he's a guy who runs.
3: I mean, he he gets up and down the floor. Can you shoot the three? Well, you can't play in Golden State's offense if you're not going to get up and down the floor. Because everybody else is. You don't want to be left behind. But, you know, Wiseman, you know, most of his points, it feels like, are on dunks this year.
2: But he's a guy who gets up and down the floor. He can shoot a little. I yeah. saw him hit three threes in a row one game. Which is everybody. When we were young, seven-footers never did that. No. Now they all did. Well, no, because you were supposed to be inside. The game was inside. Get the ball inside.
3: And now it's not. It's it's outside in as opposed to inside out the way it used to be.
4: Yeah, Paul. I have this weird thing in my head when you mentioned a, a tall guy or a, a center, air quotes, shooting from the outside. I remember Jack Sigma of the Milwaukee Bucks. That's your era, Dan. He was a, he was considered a center, but I remember him being a, a good outside shooter, like an 18-footer, or even um, Lane Beer maybe a little bit. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Lane Beer wasn't a post guy. Jack Sigma was mid-range jumper. Rick Schmitz, kind of the same way. I'll go back to Bob Lanier. Bob Lanier could take you out 15, 18 feet. Uh, Dave Cowens could do that. You had centers to do that, but a lot of times you had a center who would do that because that was to their advantage. If Dave Cowens played against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Cowens was maybe six nine, probably six eight, and he was a, a center for the Celtics. If he brings Kareem out, then he can beat him off the dribble. And he had a, a respectable jumper as well. But yeah, you know how we view somebody. Like, I, is Tyreek Hill a wide receiver? Like, I, I just think he's, he's a weapon. I line him up in a variety of places. You know, the jet sweep. So I don't, you know, these designations that we have. Eh, whatever. You know, one of the interesting matchups, and this will probably not get any attention whatsoever. But I do think this is a very important matchup, and that is the offensive line with the Kansas City Chiefs. In particular, they have a tackle who is going to fill in, I believe, for Eric Fisher, who was the tackle for the Carolina Panthers when the Panthers played the Broncos, when Von Miller became the Super Bowl MVP because he beat this offensive lineman, Remmers. I I just throw that out there as a, uh uh-oh, If you go back to the Denver Super Bowl against Carolina, isn't Remmers the tackle that Von Miller beats a couple of times, including that strip
4: uh, sack? Yes, Paul. This could be call of the year for you right now because this is on tape, and if he somehow gives up a big sack, strip sack in the game, not that you want that to happen, but it'll come off well.
3: But isn't that right, McLevin? that he was the tackle for the Carolina Panthers when Von Miller beat him? And that was... You know, during Cam's MVP season, that was 2015.
2: I believe so. We're, we're double-checking. And I remember I remember we were watching that game. Remember we were all in the same room watching that game? And it was just it was hard to watch this guy get beat so many times.
4: Yep. Yeah, Paul. They asked Jason Pierre Paul yesterday about facing Mike Remmers. And he goes, I didn't really know his name until a couple of days ago. And then they brought it to Mike Remmers. And Remmers was like, I don't care if he knows my name or not. I never introduced myself to guys. <laughs> and by the way, wasn't that the saddest Super Bowl party of all time? Was that the hotel in... Marina Del Rey when we had our Super Bowl party? Yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we had a little room, like a 12-by-12 12 12 room off the lobby and a 40-inch TV. It, it was definitely Remmer's right tackle at the time, and Vaughn had two and a half sacks
2: on him. You left the party at halftime.
5: I did. I got very superstitious, and I needed to just be alone in the room, which is usually how we spend most of our time on the road anyway. But I just when I'm screaming and yelling and I'm, i I got to wear my Bronco stuff, I, I can't be around anymore. Anyway.
3: I think we had I think there were nine of us there and we had appetizers (laughs) and and there's no ambiance whatsoever. Like if you you clear out a a, kind of a banquet room and there's just tables off to the side and and it was a small banquet. It's not a banquet room. Uh, I think it had a ping pong table in there, (laughs) but it was just
1: kind of sad. Yeah. And it was kind of adding to the sadness was that there was one person there who was tremendously invested in the game. and The rest of us really couldn't care less and you're watching, and every single time, like every running play for three yards,
4: and good.
1: It's you going
4: to not kidding. Fritzy, you like, oh, can you call a holding there? And his whole body. What,
3: goes, how, how was that not holding? <laughs> how was that not holding? To call was, it there. Oh, my God. Let's dude. put it this way. We were happy when you went to I'm your sure room you I'm,
5: I'm not someone you want to watch a game, but certainly not a Bronco playoff game or Super Bowl. <laughs> I just get way too invested.
3: You had your Broncos pajama pants on.
5: I get like that, like week three in the middle of the second quarter. You oh know what's going to happen in a Super Bowl.
3: Oh, I and then I, then there's part of me that goes, God, I hope Denver wins. And then there was part of me that I'm rooting for Carolina. That's now. mean.
5: That's mean spirit. I know, but you've been rooting you, for them since I'm seven years old. I don't know how you would not want Denver to win if you're not invested in who's you've win.
3: won Super Bowls. Carolina's never won a Super Bowl.
5: We've won two balls, but we've got humiliated in a number of other ones. We? Too. Yeah, we.
6: Yeah,
5: I right. could do both. We, you know, we won a few, and then you know, 39 20, 42 10, 55 10, 44 8. We've seen them all.
3: I shouldn't have this up. My bad. Yep. Uh, So we got a poll question. Uh, Phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Say good morning to Peacock, our TV partner and our great radio affiliates around the country. You know, this time of the year, the NFL media has to learn to translate front office speak. And a lot of times GMs and coaches are sending out messages with their comments to the press. And we now know why the Rams language was so wishy-washy on Jared Goff. The front office was being honest. Not completely honest, but Jared Goff is our quarterback for now. Les Sneed, the GM for the Rams, said. Even, you know, Sean McVay, he's our quarterback for now. And then we realized. So the front office is trying to shoot down any message that isn't pro Aaron Rodgers right now in Green Bay. You had this comment from... One of Aaron Rodgers' former teammates, an offensive lineman, T.J. Lang, he was on ninety-seven point one, the ticket in Detroit, and had this to say about Aaron Rodgers:
5: I think he's going to be hell bent on some revenge, man. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I think he was quietly pissed. Uh, you know, when they took Jordan Love a year ago, he, he, the one thing I'll say about Aaron Rodgers, uh, pretty much, you know, the last ten years of his career, he's wanted that team. Just to go all in for one year, right? Just give me some pieces. Just let's just go all in. Let's trade a future first if we have to to get a couple guys. Let's go. Let's just go all in for one year and try to win this thing, right? And then last year he kind of hinted at them doing that. Hey, I'm excited. Let's see if they who they can bring in, and they bring in a quarterback. <laughs> I think that was the ultimate slap to the face. If you're Aaron Rodgers, uh, when you you just feel like you're one piece away from winning the whole thing.
3: I guess the one thing that stood out with TJ Lang's comments and former lineman for Aaron Rodgers is uh, revenge. Like, How do you get revenge on your team? Normally, you're not on your team when you're getting revenge against your team or former team. Hey, I'm really upset. You better go all in now. Okay. Or or I'm going to want out. Or I want to renegotiate my contract. I don't think it's asking too much to... Give Aaron Rodgers as many. It feels like, hey, how can we win a game? How can we win a big game? How can we go to the Super Bowl one more time? Maybe we need to add some players who can play this year. Maybe we need to add a player that could contribute in a big game postseason, maybe. And but I don't understand the revenge part of that. You know, I I do think that there is a method to Aaron's madness if you want to call it madness, that he knows how to push buttons, he's passive aggressive, that he's sending a message somehow, some way, and we'll find this out at some point there. But keep in mind, there's always a story or two that comes out every year with Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because he's clickbait. And two, whenever he plays well, nobody ever says anything about the negative things that he was accused of. Now he's not a leader. He doesn't take any blame. It doesn't help the younger player. You know, whatever it is. He had an MVP season, and now the season ends. They don't go to the Super Bowl. Now, would he have still had the worst-kept secret in the NFL that he and Matt LaFleur don't get along if they'd gone to the Super Bowl? So we pick and choose with Aaron Rodgers. And look, he's not the ideal guy. Who is? I'm sure Tom Brady's got a lot of baggage there. We may never find out. Maybe we will when it's all said and done. I mean, Tom yells at teammates, Tom yells at coaches, and then all of a sudden he goes to win a Super Bowl and nobody says anything about it. Because in the moment, oh my God, this is clickbait. And that's what it is. You, the audience, you're being played. I get, is it really that big a deal? Aaron doesn't communicate or he's aloof or he thinks he's smarter than everybody. I, I don't know. I just know when he goes out there and he plays. You block. He throws. They try to tackle. I like your odds of winning, but uh, hell bent on revenge. I don't understand that, but if that's T.J. Lang's angle on this, and I respect what he's saying there. Now you have Houston because their front office is trying to say the right things to get Deshaun Watson back. I don't know if it's going to work. I said I'm in the minority. I think Deshaun Watson stays in Houston. Somehow, some way, they're able to make this work. But I think privately, if you're the Texans, you're going to get to that point and you're going to go, okay, we keeping him, or we trading him. Because somebody is probably going to blow you away with an offer. Now there's a report that the Raiders might look to trade Derek Carr if they could get two first-round draft picks. Oh, sorry. Wow. That's a joke, right? <laughs> no. No. They're looking to get two first-round draft picks for Derek Carr. I would,
4: Paulie. That sounds that sounds like a lot. <laughs> that that sounds extreme for Derek Carr, a a a B quarterback. Although, if you look at his numbers this year, now you might say, do the numbers tell the whole story? You know, I'm a Carrist. I've been a Derek Carrist for a long time with two first-round draft picks for a second-round quarterback. I would not. I would not give
3: up two first round picks, but you're the Raiders and you're delusional. And John Gruden always loves a quarterback that he doesn't have. And you have a chance to get Deshaun Watson. You got a couple of first round picks there. Everybody's thinking about this. Even the teams you don't think are thinking about this are thinking about this. Where you go, there's no way. And then you go, oh, wow. Like the Patriots. If you want to get back on the map, you're Bill Belichick. And you want to go, oh, this isn't a game of checkers that Brady and I had. This is chess. And now I'm going to make this move. I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. I'd go all in on Deshaun Watson. How can I get him? What's it going to take? We'll give you a couple of uh, young defensive players if that's what you want and some draft picks, future draft picks. I mean, the Patriots don't do well with their draft picks anyways, these high draft picks, so give away to the Texans there. Yeah, McLevin.
2: Have you seen the rumor that you know there's this thing about them getting young defensive players? Yeah. Guess the player that's being thrown around the most. I'll give you a hint. He's about to come on the show. Like who's Chase Young? That is that the kind of defensive player they need? Yeah, because Washington needs a quarterback, and they're saying young defensive stars. Chase Young would be nice. I mean, now
3: are they saying young defensive stars or are they saying young? The defensive <laughs> star. Because I'm going to guess it's Chase Young.
2: But. Well, I was wondering, do the Patriots have any young defensive stars? They have some really good young players. I don't know. If if they want stars, do they need a Chase Young? But I don't know who the Patriots have. Like, if I'm the Texans, I go, no.
3: Exactly. No, I'd, I'd, I'd say to the Dolphins or the Jets or... I, I, I would say yes to the Jets because they're not going to be good anytime soon. And I know that those draft picks are going to be good draft picks. Last thing I want is to trade to somebody who's actually good. And then you're going to go, we got the 27th pick overall. I don't want that. Dunder Mifflin family as a new home. The Office streaming now exclusively on Peacock. PeacockTV.com stream now. Also sign up for the DP Show newsletter. Available daily at 6 Eastern. Uh, Sign up, go to danpatrick.com. Enter your email address in the box that slides out in the bottom right-hand corner. Phone calls are welcome. We'll get to those. Up next, we'll talk to Chase Young of the Washington football team. It's 19 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Ever wonder just how far that extra mile really goes? How about you drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out? You start with a network of over 250 authorized dealerships backed by Salesforce, ready to help you with everything from vehicle customization and certified service to financing solutions tailored specifically to your unique business or personal needs. They offer a variety of powerful and efficient vans that can run on your choice of either gas or diesel, the durable Mercedes-Benz Sprinter that we gave away, or the versatile Mercedes-Benz Metris, each tailored to match your work or play lifestyle. They have the MBUX Voice command technology, directions, weather forecast, comfort control, and more. Uh, Mobile hotspot Wi-Fi, tracking capabilities. They got it all for you. Whether you're enjoying life on the trail or working hard on the job, see how far that extra mile can really go. Take the first step into an authorized Mercedes-Benz van dealership for test drive today. Mercedes-Benz vans. Some equipment described is optional thanks for listening to the dan patrick show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday morning 9 to noon eastern or 6 to 9 pacific on fox sports radio find your local station for the dan patrick show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iheart radio app by searching fsr or stream us live on the peacock act It's, you can't debate it. I would try it would No, least. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. I'm just looking at some numbers here. Patrick Mahomes' dad is 50. Tom Brady's 43. We make way for Chase Young, great player for the Washington football team. You just reacted to that uh, there, Chase. You surprised that Mahomes' dad is 50 and you know Brady's 43.
6: Yes, I I just repeated it when you even said it. That's crazy. (laughs) But Tom's,
3: what, twice as old as you?
6: Mm, yeah
3: <laughs> but how strange is that that you're you know when you faced him you're looking at, over the line of scrimmage you're like that dude is 43
6: you know it's crazy ever since you know i was able to play madden um he was on the game uh so it's definitely uh, it's crazy to play against a, you know somebody um that's just been watching a whole lot
3: I love the confidence you said you wanted Tom. Of course you want Tom. I mean you're you're def- you a competitor. I don't know why everybody thought, oh, be careful what you ask for. I'm like, no, bring it. Like if you didn't want Tom, I would have questions about
6: you, Chase. Right. Yeah. It's uh you know, you know sometimes the media like to you know get where they can grab and you know just try to make a big story around the leading up to a big game. So I, 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 I even being a young player, you know, I know how they uh how, how, how that is. Um, but yeah like you said i'm a competitor and uh you know every quarterback i chase um uh, i chase down out every quarterback i play i i i wanna get um so uh
3: yeah. today's national recruiting day can you take us back or signing day uh can you take us back to uh, your national signing day uh,
6: yeah it was um it was it was at uh, it was at my high school actually um and and uh that's just we kind of do it after school um and our coach he he went from person to person. Uh, and just tell and told everybody where we were going and uh um you know full rise and and just, and just talking about uh the season and, and just uh you know what we did in high school. But uh it, it was definitely a crazy time. Um uh, If I, you
3: I, didn't go to Ohio State, where were you going? Probably Bama. No. Oh. Did you have to tell Nick Saban you weren't going to
6: Alabama? Mm nah, it was a. Uh, it was a, it was, a, it was a family thing. I chose, I chose uh, the school I was going to. I chose with my mom, and my dad. So, uh, you know, just was best for me, and obviously, I made the, made the right choice.
3: Yeah, but you don't have to tell Coach Saban that. Like, does he call and go, "Hey, Chase, come on, what are you doing? You coming with us? You rolling with us?" Nah,
6: nah, nah. That's not even how I was really set up over there. Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: Yeah, because Nick might have been tough to uh, say no to if he's calling you on the phone. I'm guessing, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, was it Urban Meyer who recruited you?
6: Coach Meyer uh, and Coach Johnson, got uh, yeah, Larry Johnson. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh,
3: how do you think Urban's going to do in the NFL? Knowing his temperament, how he coached
6: in college. I, I think he's going um, to. He's so Coach Meyer. He's a winner. One thing you know, he's a winner and he hates losing. Um, and you know, I, I look back now, um, and I used to I, – well, I look back now and, and just realize uh, just how great of a coach he was and how he pushed me, and I, didn't, and I really didn't even know. Um, but I feel like, you know, going to the league, um, he does not want to lose. He wants to win, so I know he's going to do everything he can to win. So uh, whatever that has to – whatever that's doing, um, I know he's going to take care of us, but I'm, I'm definitely excited to uh, – to uh, you know, watch him on, on 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 the next level, and I believe we we might play them uh this coming up season.
3: <laughs> Does he know how to stop you? Does he know the game plan here? To
6: uh, <laughs> I, I've been I've been I've been punishing his offense. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's Chase
3: Young of the uh, Washington Football Team. Uh, this story about you working out with Arnold Schwarzenegger before the NFL draft, like okay give me how does this come up that your work all of a sudden the terminator walks in or you walk in and the terminator's there
6: uh it was kind of um i walk in and you know he was there and uh we we uh we had worked out and um uh, it was really a lot of talking just me picking his brain, just asking questions about about everything and uh you know now we're uh we're we're, we're real good friends and uh you know, while I'm out here uh, in, in L.A., um, I, 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 I definitely plan to to, to sing. Who could uh, lift more? Oh, you, you know that answer.
3: I mean, back then, I don't know. He was young. He probably got me for sure.
6: <laughs>
3: <but>. <laughs> I'm just curious. You know, he used to be, you know, whatever, Mr. Olympia there a few times. So I'm guessing he could throw some iron around here, Chase. Oh, yeah, for sure. For uh, were you – you were in the school choir? yes. Like, did you take it seriously? I took it pretty serious. I was, uh. Or did you go there just to meet girls? (laughs) Both. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which did you do better? The girls Um, or you're actually performing?
6: I mean, you know, with females, I never really had a a super big problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say that. But, uh, um, no, I I definitely went there. I was, uh, would lead sing, um, sometimes, uh, and do little solos um, in, in front of my whole um, school. No kidding. Um, we would go to church. Yeah, uh, my uh, chorus teacher um, was Miss was Lynn. It was my uh, my what was it my, my fifth grade teacher. Um, and yeah, so I would go uh, and I would sing up there sometimes by myself during school. So uh,
3: do you want to sing the national anthem? I probably could. Well, no. Yeah. Do you want to? Because I,
6: I can make some calls. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm a, people. I'm, 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 I'm going to catch you on the rebound. Okay.
2: Now.
3: All right. I'm just saying, if you want to sing the anthem, and, and yeah, you know what? Perfect. Maybe you could do it for a Washington Nationals game. Doesn't even have to be for the uh, football game. You could uh, offseason. I'd
6: awesome.
3: yeah Yeah, Yeah. That'd I think that would be pretty good. Uh, you faced Tampa this year. Uh, if you were going to give some advice to Honey Badger
6: or Chris Jones, what would you say? I mean them them two guys, you know. Uh, I don't even think I, I have to give too much advice to them. I mean I I know I know I know the honey, but I know Tyran watching them. Um, and I know I know big big Chris. He he gonna do what he do. Um, in them trenches, he Um, he been doing what he doing since he stepped in the league. Um, so you know, I, I don't, all I say is uh, you know he he um, time me get the ball out quick. Uh, so definitely for Tyran, Um, you know. Whatever you do, keep doing it.
3: You're joining <laughs> us uh, on behalf of Old Spice. Uh, give us an idea. Let let me hear your sales pitch here.
6: For sure, for sure. So you know, obviously, uh, it's been a tough year um, for, for for everybody um, and, and dealing with uh, this COVID and, and, and you know just everybody's schedules are are just everywhere. But uh, you know, so I, I teamed up with uh, Old Spice and they're coming out with a new line. It's called the Dynasty um, um, line and basically i just put some on it smells good um <laughs> <laughs> so uh no nah, it's, it's 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 a real good scent um and, and it's it's that scent that that will give you a uh, you know just a burst of confidence um and just have you ready to, to smell uh smell right anything um so but uh, i love it
3: how often do you face a lineman who needs old spice
6: Probably every game. I, <laughs> Probably after that last play. They they, they definitely did. <laughs> myself included. Yeah. Uh, hey,
3: congrats on the season and uh, and, and good luck in the offseason there. And we appreciate your time, Chase. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's uh, Chase Young. The uh, Washington football team, second pick overall. And uh, they lost to the Buccaneers in that wild card game. Uh, he didn't get Brady. He had three tackles, but he didn't get him. Yeah, Paulie.
4: He may have had the line of the day, though, about Irvin Meyer. I've been punishing his offenses for years.
3: <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be about uh, never had uh, much trouble with the women. <laughs> with the females. The females. That's great. Yeah, with the females here. Well, you know, it's nice to have that as as a building block with a team like that. It's just Washington needs a quarterback. You know, it's not Alex Smith. You know, Taylor Heineke, probably not. And so does Washington go all in on a draft pick? Does Washington go all in on one of these quarterbacks who might be available? That's where I thought Matthew Stafford, you know, where you have a young team and you bring in Matthew Stafford, you know, with Ron Rivera, and I thought that that might be a great landing spot for him. But, you know, it still came down to where Matthew Stafford wanted to go. And the Rams, that made the most sense for him.
2: Yeah, McLovin. We were just going back to the topic from a couple of days ago about the uh, not taking the number eight pick with Carolina, whether that's 100% true or not. Is that a little crazy that they, they might have passed on the eight pick, uh, Detroit that is, instead of what will be lower Rams picks and Jared Goff? Well, what are you getting? Who are you getting at eight? Maybe you get like, say, a Jamar Chase. Of course, we're going to name a skill position player, but like, you know, there could be like a Pro Bowl wide receiver there. But they need a quarterback. Well, maybe you get a quarterback. They'll be the fourth quarterback there, whoever but is. I,
3: I It goes back to what I keep saying, McLovin. These teams go, we got to get a quarterback. No, I got to get our quarterback. The Patriots had a quarterback this year. He wasn't their quarterback. He was a quarterback. There's a difference in that. you got to find your guy instead of, let's just draft a quarterback. Who's available? Oh, I don't know. Let's take Justin Fields. That's not the approach you take at that position. But you do have general managers who do that. Uh-oh, there's a run on receivers. Let's get our receiver. Hey, there's a run on running back. Let's get our running back. Like, like, it's crazy how these things work. You spend all this time and you plead patience. Don't overreact. We'll wait. We'll get our guy. We don't get our guy. We'll get somebody else, whatever it is. And then they get in the room and... And all of a sudden, people go crazy. Yeah, McLevin. Is it possible
2: they like Jared Goff as yes, the guy? Yes, absolutely. They better. He's so confusing. I have no idea how good a quarterback he is. Well, he
3: doesn't wear his emotions on his sleeve. Like, I, I like that quarterback who is, it feels like they're engaged. Like, it, it, it means something. Like, this is so important. Not that it doesn't with Jared, but I think, He had that chill factor when he you know, here you are playing for the Rams and you just seem like laid back chill. And I think Detroit I think Detroit did well in this deal, in what they were trying to do. And they got a quarterback here as well with Jared Goff that they're sold on. And if you're sold on him now, he's under contract, then you don't have to do sort of a fact finding mission of I don't know, can Kyle Trask play? Right away, can Justin Fields play right away? We're not going to be in the bigger picture to get Zach Wilson from BYU. We're not getting Trevor Lawrence. You know, do we want Mac Jones? Like, These are the things that you have to weigh in. And I think Dan Campbell, the new head coach, is saying, I like him. He can play at a high level. He needed to change his scenery. And they probably think, we got lucky that we got him. And they took advantage of the Rams knowing that they needed to move on from Jared Goff.
2: Yes, McClellan. But you know how it works. If they, if Goff doesn't work in Detroit, which is very likely, they're still a rebuilding team. Five years from now, it would be like they pass on some pro bowl left tackle or something, or somebody who's really good, you know, at eight, although it is. Yeah. If that's true, that eight was offered and there have been
3: reports that say that Carolina offered number eight, and then there are other ones that say they didn't have details on that. I don't know what San Francisco was offering. I don't know what Washington, if they were just offering their first round pick. But this was a th- these were two trades. It was almost like we got to get rid of Golf, and we want Stafford. You guys take Golf. We're going to sweeten the deal here, and then we'll take Stafford. All the other teams they weren't doing that. You know, it was just simply a transaction of.
2: Here's our first round pick. We want Matthew Stafford. Okay? Okay. All right. Bye. But that's where it was different there. That makes sense. Now this all kind of made I forgot about the golf contract. You know, you you forget about that. Yeah, but. they had to get out from underneath it. And that's why when somebody goes, oh, this
3: you know raises the stakes for Deshaun Watson, from what I was told yesterday, it doesn't. That teams know what it's going to take for Deshaun Watson. At least they have an idea what the outline is of you're going to have to give up. This, from what I was told, this was on Sunday. It's two first rounds and then two young players. That that's why it's different. They want something that is right there in front of them that's already, you know, come out of the oven, ready to go. These guys have played a couple of years, so they're you know starting a, a what. Proves to be a very, or hopefully would be a very successful career. And you get the two first-round picks. Whenever those first-round picks are, this year, next year. Yeah, Paul.
4: I've got Jared Goff's contract, and basically the Lions have him for the next two years at a pretty high price, but they didn't pay a lot of his signing bonus and so forth. So, but in two years, they can cut him, release him, trade him with no dead cap money, no nothing against the cap. So it's a two-year commitment by the Lions for Jared Goff.
3: I mean, he's 26. We've, we've seen him play well. And what if he works out? You know, the the key is, you know, everybody else has to do their job, too. It's not just incumbent upon Jared Goff to come in and go, hey, you got to be great here. The Lions as an organization have to be great. Sam Farmer had a half hour conversation with Goff for the L.A. Times. And he said that, uh, you know, the tough part right now is trying to figure that out. Uh, When did it happen? Like, when did they decide to move on? And there are conversations that I may or may not have. Trying to figure that out, that's the conversation to have. And he asked if uh, it's strange strange he's yet to talk with the Rams. He said, a little bit. Yeah. He deserves better than that. But I don't know if he's going to get that. I, I It felt like the 49ers game. I go back to November 29th. And if you say, okay, when was the moment where you went, uh-oh, his future is in doubt? It was against the Niners. Jared Goff had two interceptions and a fumble, and Sean McVay, usually the self-blaming that he'll come out and say, hey, it was us, and we didn't play well, or whatever. He called out Goff publicly for the first time. And that's when he said the quarterback needed to take better care of the football. There were several opportunities missed in the loss against the Jets as well. I think John Wolford would have beaten out Jared Goff next season. Believe it or not. Can't do it now, (laughs) but unless Wolford gets traded to the Lions and then, you know, maybe he'd compete with them. But I, from what I was told, Jared Goff, you know, he came in in the game against Seattle after the, you know, Jamal Adams knocks out Wolford, that Wolford, they wanted him to start that game. And I said it on this show and I didn't have any information. And I, I heard from somebody Uh, you know, affiliated with the Rams to say, I don't know who told you that, but that's not true. And I said, well, nobody told me this is my opinion that I think that he beat out Jared Goff. If Goff was healthy, they wanted Wolford in there, more mobility, and I think they had lost confidence in, in Jared Goff. And then I think we found out that they wanted Wolford in there. If he doesn't get it knocked out of that game, he's playing.
2: Yeah, McLovin. I'm sure, unless you already know off the top of your head, try and guess who his backup in Detroit is now. I was wondering if he'll push him. Who is the backup? If I just ask you, you have to, I'm going to name any team, name the backup quarterback. Who is the name that jumps to mind? Yeah, Paul.
4: I I think I know because of McLovin's hint, so I'm going to set this one out.
2: Yeah, I'm hinting. If I said a random team blindfolded, who's a backup quarterback? Career backup? I would say, it, it, well, it would have been Blaine Gabbert, but he's Brady's backup. Right? College?
3: Uh, so Missouri. Oh, Chase.
7: Yeah. How is he in Detroit? He's Chase backing up Daniel. eight other quarterbacks. How no, old is Chase Daniel? We should and make
4: see, a Chase Daniel tour shirt.
3: Chase Daniel is like you know a concert. Like a band, a t-shirt for their concert yeah. dates? We just do Chase Daniel career moves here? He's 34. I was going to say, is, is he Brady's age?
4: I have Chase Daniel, New Orleans for three years, Kansas City for three years, Philadelphia for a year, back to New Orleans, Chicago for two years, now with Detroit, and he's had, um, he's two and three as a starter in 11 years. Yeah, <laughs> Career salary is not bad, though. Oh, he's Oh, no, he's
3: done it. well. He's done well. And you know what? He's going to be able to walk away when it's all said and done. Like, literally, he can walk yeah. away. Yeah.
4: Walk away calmly. No injuries whatsoever. Healthy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Man, how can you walk away? It's real easy. I didn't play. I, I didn't, never got hurt. All right, uh, phone calls coming up. Uh, we'll take a break here. And I have the answer that we've been waiting for. Donovan Mitchell's official height. Choose from the full lineup of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: At the blue line off the draw, abs control, Edmondson shoots, Tim scores! Tittering to, Leonard, to Foley, the Canuck killer does it again! It's 3-1 Montreal!
5: His eighth goal of the season as he stays red hot! Seventh goal against the Vancouver Canucks this season. No, that is not a misprint. Seventh goal.
3: Canadians currently have the best record in the NHL, seven, one and two. That is courtesy of TSN. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like cramming a full year's worth of cash back into one of those cash-shaped birthday cards. Cashback match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover something brighter. Rachel in Tampa. Rachel, welcome to the program. What's on your mind today?
0: Hi, Dan. Oh, my God. Hi, 5'1", a sturdy 104. My best is, of course, my Bucks playing in the Super Bowl at home, of all things. It's quite unbelievable for us all here in Tampa, um, born and raised, Tamponian, and just the idea of us making the playoffs, let alone being in the Super Bowl at home, has been um, something that we're still trying to um, take all in and enjoy as much as we can um, during this time, uh, covid and everything. And my worst is not being able to see you and the DNS in person uh, for a live show. I'm really bummed. Um, I've been a lifelong fan. Uh, shout out to both my dads who um, introduced me to you a long time ago. And I'm so bummed because I look forward to it every year when I see it, your, live in, uh, your live audience and for it to be at home for me and you guys not being here quite a bummer um so that's my worst
3: well thank you rachel and uh we're sorry we're not there we would love to have uh entertained you in person or at least todd would have but uh thank you for the phone call yes yes boy
4: a tamponian i I have not heard that before i I checked and it's not official but it's uh been used before people from tampa refer to themselves as tamponians tamponians it sounds like a, a an instrument or a uh like a soprano or something or something uh yes todd
5: no, I could have had the nice uh, creepy hug. Could have been there for Rachel. Yes, you uh, Rachel could, and, yes, and she down.
3: could. Yes, you could. All right. Uh, I have the uh, news that we we've been waiting for. This came up because uh, Fred Van Vliet he uh, scored fifty four points last night. And uh, players who have scored at least fifty points or more and have been six foot one or under. I don't know the time frame of this. In the last what ten years or something, but. Um, Donovan Mitchell was on that list, and I said, I Donovan Mitchell's not six one. Couple of places he's listed at six three. Ian Rappaport podcast with Michael Rappaport and uh Donovan Mitchell was asked how tall
6: he is. How tall are you? Uh, six one. Six You're two, only six one? Six one six three with shoes, but without shoes, six one. So I could take you in the post probably, maybe. People
3: think that, but so that's uh I am Rappaport. I, uh, um, I think I said Ian Rappaport. I am Rappaport with Michael Rappaport with Donovan Mitchell. He says he's 6'1". 6'3 with shoes on. Two inch heels on sneakers seems like a lot to me. I know. Yeah, but- are you are you two inches taller with what you're wearing with your NBA shoes? I don't know. It seems like a lot. You're six one. It doesn't matter how tall you are, because everybody else is adding that too. If somebody is, hey, in stocking feet, I'm 6'1". You don't play in, you know, your socks. Yes, McLevin.
2: Yeah, but everyone puts two inches in the press guide, right? Isn't that like a high school rule? You add two inches to everybody? Well, we didn't get to. Like, I was 6'3",
3: 175. Um, And I I wasn't 6'3", and I wasn't 175. But I I had no control over it. Because I would have said 6'4", 220. Or 200 or something. It's not like when I came off the bus where they go, oh, oh, look out. I think they went, yeah. Look at that guy. He's built like olive oil. So we finally found out that Donovan Mitchell is officially six 6'1". Uh, by the way, Chase Daniels' salary is the backup quarterback to Jared Goff in Detroit.
4: Um, hmm. Ten years, five starts, eight touchdowns. What do you got? I'm going to say 37 million. Take the rest of the day off, Dan. 37 million, 800,000. Actually, we need you to stay. Oh. But congratulations.
3: I got to do the final hour? Yeah.
4: A great guess.
3: All right. Final hour coming up. National signing day. Alabama has the best generational class is what it's been called. Number one. One more item. Second hour, the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square sweepstakes is back. What would you do with $50,000? Well, you can find out this year because Rocket Mortgage is hosting the largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever. Millions of dollars in prizes. Enter for free. Chance to win $50,000 every time the score changes. Plus, two lucky players win a half a million dollars they could use towards their dream home. You're talking about every scoring play pays. Touchdowns, field goals, extra points. Rocket Mortgage will be announcing winners live on their channels during the game. Follow along February 7th to see if you're a winner. You can enter now. It's free to enter. Easy to play. RocketMortgageSquares.com. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 U.S. states and D.C. who are the age of majority. Ends February 4th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Equal housing lender. Licensed all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Once again, enter. Play. It's free, rocketmortgagesquares.com.
1: Good luck. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. The
3: superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz. It's impressively techie and surprisingly roomy with available seating for up to seven. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com
2: EQB. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust
1: 18 plus.